When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Rebound Spencer, and Klingon had something to do that. He was standing in the paint to deter it. This is Spencer, down the arc, gives to the cutting Klingon, and he fires it down with two hands. What a feed by Spencer. Great pass. UConn has 12 assists on their 24 baskets. And Klingon, 22 points. Career high. 10 for 10 from the field. Sixers lead by 18, but two with the ball. Joel posting into the lane, gets it on Davis, and now shoots it from 15, rimming good. Boy, that's a clash with two premier big men in the NBA. Embiid now 9 of 15, 25 points. Sixes by 20. Clippers backs are against the wall. This is a huge possession. Jackson to the rim. Layup. Got it! Timeout called by the Clippers. Reggie Jackson with 35. Career high is 55. It'll be on the left hash. Angle right. Snap. Scales. Put down by Gill. Right foot. Cairo Santos. Two feet upright. And it is good from 55. To hold Trenton Gill. Cairo Santos 08. Snap. Right hash. Angle left. Santos the kick. Santos is good from 30 yards. Good morning. Welcome in to Herd at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers is back. Hey, man. What's going on, buddy? Hey, it's good to be back. It is good to have I you. I listened to you guys on the seven-hour drive home yesterday. Uh, you know, I'm glad we could take up uh, almost half of that for you. Yeah, you pretty know, close. Help you out a little bit Although there. I was skipping through commercials because I got on the road at like 7.45. Oh, so gotcha. it, it was only about... Uh, which is a, a plus because I got to listen to, to you and, and Mike Sauter versus the background music, which I understand why our listeners <laughs> highly dislike that music, Shane, uh, because I, I was paying attention to some of the some of the points that they would bring up of like, hey, it gets really loud here. Mm. And then, you know, all of a sudden, like it's like an alarm clock. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I'm just doing my work and boom, you're hit with the music. And uh, I, I found out like, yeah, there were times where it was a little quiet and then poof, it just hits you like a truck. <laughs> um, so oh, come on, Shane. Uh, yeah, maybe we can work on that, Shane. Maybe, you know, maybe I, so. I have this dream of, then this would be a lot of work for both of us, uh, of putting together, you know how during in like the previews for movies, they have those like movie trivia things, and like if we just did like 
a bunch of sports trivia and we filled the uh, the, the entire break the with commercials it. with that. Like I feel like that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, you know, you click click uh, click the answer to skip the ad or something. Yeah, like, I know you YouTube know, does that, <laughs> so why not? I don't know. We'll fig- we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll <laughs> that work seems on like it. Like a lot more work. Yeah, it does seem like be. a lot of work. I'm I'm sure that will not be right, the answer. Shane. Uh, unless Shane just wants to do it all, that would be fine. Um, Good morning. He didn't say no. I'm going to take that as no, a yes. No, good morning is a no. <laughs> if you know anything about Shane, good morning is a no. No. Uh, it doesn't count if Bo says it, Shane. Uh, is it a double negative? Does that mean yes? No. Good morning. Right there. No. Yeah, that's a yes. That's a yes. Uh, we are live this morning on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. And we, of course, are on YouTube and Twitter, as our guy Andrew Rogers was mentioning. No, no ad skipping here. You got to support our sponsors. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Uh, but we've got a terrific show for you here today. We will talk to our uh, regular uh, Tuesday guest, Mike Schaefer, at 9 a.m. from Husker 24-7. But at 8 a.m., I'm very excited about this one. I love talking to Adam McClintock pretty much any time. But this is the best time of year to talk to Adam McClintock when that carousel gets a rolling a little bit in the coaching cycle. So we'll talk to the college football professor, uh, Adam McClintock of Matrix Analytical, here in about an hour. And then we'll wrap up the show with Aaron McCann. He covers Michigan for M Live. They've got the Big Ten Championship coming up uh, here this weekend. We've already talked to Iowa yesterday with Scott Docterman. And we don't need to hear from Iowa anymore. Nobody. <laughs> Remember when Nebraska had a chance to play in the Big Ten Championship it, game? Weirdly, not that long ago. <laughs> um, it was in November. It doesn't feel like it, but it, it, it was a thing that happened this month. Still. Yeah, it wasn't the first game of the year, uh, like Coach so, Will said. <laughs> so, hey, everybody's, everybody's going Every, Everybody's a favorite. Everybody's, everybody's a favorite. undefeated this year right now. Uh, so we'll talk to Aaron McCann. Uh, really interested to see about some of the – you know, kind of the return of Jim Harbaugh is a, is a big storyline here. Probably a bigger storyline than the game itself because I think everybody expects Iowa to get boat raced. He didn't leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> why are we making this a big deal? He didn't go anywhere. No, I He just had to sit at home. I think it's more just the, he's back on the sidelines. And I'm just curious if they think it'll make any difference, right? Because if they lose to Iowa it'd be because a little, he's back on the sideline, be a little that hilarious. would make my entire month. I would. Lo- I mean, here's the problem: is I I think Michigan. Sh- I want Michigan to lose, so they don't make the college football playoff. But do I really want Iowa to be Big Ten champs? Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I <laughs> yeah. do. You know what? This is this is the t- point in time where you root for um, a, th- that one team to beat Michigan, <sighs> and. That one team to beat Michigan last week was Ohio State. Were you rooting for Ohio State? You never want to root for Ohio State. No, I was, though. I was last week. But you root for Ohio State. Same thing with uh, a week prior to that. Were you rooting for Maryland? Like, you don't want to root for another Big Ten team. I'm okay rooting for people that— Yes, rooting for the rival is much harder. I was different. But if Michigan were to lose, think about, like, the national perspective on on how um, how that hurts Michigan on the inside, right? Like as much as it benefits Iowa, what does Iowa get out of this? Here's the they pr- get absolutely nothing out of it outside of beating. Michigan, I mean, they get a, right, right. They they get a top two win be, in college football. It would be Kirk Ferentz's only outright Big Ten title. He has not won one. Let him have it. Uh, I don't think he deserves it. <laughs> Let him have it. 
If it means here's, uh, here's, if it means Michigan losing, let them have it. Here's the other problem, though. If, if Iowa I, gets a vocal vo- uh, voice out of it, though, was, they that, will be more vocal. That's that's they're the key. already vocal. No, can you imagine? Can you imagine if they end up eleven and two with a Big Ten title, and they're the ones that beat Michigan? They will never shut up. And if I were them, I wouldn't either, guys. Guys. We live in a world. And just the opposite. We live in a world where Nebraska fans don't shut up about I know. the championships that they won. I know. Who and, cares? And Everybody just, has their win. If they get it this way <laughs> and Michigan falls off the map, I'm cool with it. And just the opposite, uh, though, Michigan will not have a vocal voice if they win because they'll just be like, well, Which we will be fantastic. We, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care we, about Michigan. Because we don't were care supposed that to do all. that anyway. I don't care about Michigan. Their mindset. What I do care about is there are enough Iowa people in my life that it would not be pleasant for me. You know and what? come up with something different for them. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I could go zero natties. We got zero natties for <laughs> Iowa. I don't even think they have any fake natties. Zero. They're not even Texas A&M good to have one in 1939. They got the fake. They got they, <laughs> that one was <laughs> really real. I like I love the like Auburn. I think it is claims like seven national titles. It's like no, sorry Auburn, <laughs> that's not a real thing. I know. <laughs> there's so many there's so many SEC schools that have like a dozen national title years plastered on their stadium. It's like none of those are real. <laughs> like you made those up. Those are, <laughs> Wait a second, 1912. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like you played three games that year. Two of them were against the YMCA. That's that's a real thing. There's this account on Twitter or on TikTok, and I can't remember who it is. It's I think it's a barstool guy. It's the guy that I was sending you the videos of every time like a new Michigan scandal would oh, jack yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, sure. He does the he does this kind of series of ridiculous national title claims, and they're all from like pre 1970 ish, because. Half of the schedules back then, again, sometimes they'd play like four games and then crown themselves national titles. (laughs) Before 1948, there was no AP poll, really. And there were like other systems that people claim national titles with. But you go back and look, like everybody knows the the Georgia Tech-Cumberland score, like the 222-0. That type of thing was so much more common because the reason that happened is because Cumberland didn't have a football team. They were scheduled that game. Cumberland disbanded their football team, and Georgia Tech held them to the contract. And so they had to just, like, bring a bunch of dudes and play Georgia Tech in football. Yeah, this guy's a shoe shiner. Yeah, well, it was like, it was like baseball. <laughs> He's our quarterback. It was like baseball players. It was just like random students. It was like an intramural team, and they went and go play Georgia Tech, who was good at the time. And so, yeah, they lost by 200. But that kind of thing pre-World War II was incredibly common. So anybody that claims a national title pre-1948, I just, I, it's a no from me. We're not counting those. So I'm looking at you, Texas A&M. I'm looking at you like half the SEC schools. Notre Dame, I'm looking at you a little bit. Like half their national titles came like pre-1940. I'm looking at you a little bit, Notre Dame. I'm just saying. It's, it's, so, okay. it's a little sus. Answer this for me because I haven't done the research. Um, is there another school that also claims – like the 1937 national championship. Yes, I'm usually. So are there like four schools that yes. claim that they've won? Yes, usually, um, usually pre like 1950, there's like four schools that will claim a national title every year, and I'll look it up right now. But it's so dumb. Some of them have like three losses. 
They played like nine games. They were like six and three, and they're like, we're national champs. Even in like, I think, I think it was nine. It was either nineteen sixty nine or nineteen seventy. It was one of Texas's national titles that, like, uh, the just Richard Nixon, the president, was just like, you're the national champion before they played their last regular season game. Like, I, they still had to play Arkansas, and I think they either lost that or they lost the bowl game. It, but and they're just like, no, we're national champs. Mm-hmm. The president said so. It's like I don't know that. The Prez was real, like, dialed in on college football that year. You know what I mean? Like, he's got some other things he's, he's busy with. I'm not even totally sure, like, all the AP voters are as dialed in on college football as I want them to be. I'm not necessarily being like, yeah, hey, uh, Mr. President, can you name a, a national champion for us? That'd be terrific. Like, nobody asked him to do that. He was just like, you're the national champs, Texas. And they're like, cool. <laughs> do you want to come to the White House? It was, <laughs> it, was, it was just a total... Like Wild West of national champions pre Texas is a powerful player. Like 1970, which by the way is the first one Nebraska won, so that one's real. Well, speaking um, of Texas, <laughs> uh, TK said uh, two teams he can never root for in any circumstance: Iowa and Texas. Which I get. Look, I understand it, but yeah, the Iowa one's tough for me. So, so the reason I and I'll, I'll draw a comparison to a team that I love, um, the Cardinals. If I had a root for the Cubs, mm-hmm. like that would be extremely hard to do. Like I feel like I would, I'd rather spend my entire night puking um, <laughs> than uh, rooting for that team. But okay. if they were playing the Houston Astros in 2017 or, or mm. whenever when they were caught cheating, sure. Yeah, I'm rooting for the Cubs. Yeah. Like I'm rooting for the t- I'm rooting for the team that is going to beat the cheater, and that's the mm. that's the uh, example that we have here. We have the cheater, and we have the non-cheater who I hate. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're. I'm make, not rooting for the cheater. You're making a good point here uh, with the cheater. Um, I don't have an argument against it. I just can't bring myself to do it. Hey, look, I'm not going to say that I, <laughs> I'm, a, I, I'm an Iowa fan now, right, or a Cubs fan or whatever. Big Iowa energy. <laughs> All I'm saying is I'm not rooting for the cheater. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I mean, I get it. That's fair. And as a 23-point dog, can you imagine beating the cheater? Uh, no, I cannot. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think they're going to, but it, it would be – you're innocent until proven guilty. If there's any time in which I would root for – any time that I would root for Iowa, it would be in this specific scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, pre-Big Ten, like pre-Nebraska's time in the Big Ten, I didn't root against Iowa because they hardly played and it didn't matter. And, like, I weirdly kind of liked Brad Banks a lot. Like, I, like it, I enjoyed – you know, sometimes you just have those. Yeah, guys you kind of, I, I kind of like gravitated toward him, and I thought he should have won the Heisman instead of Carson Palmer. Like I thought he was, he was a really good player, uh, and then they got boat raced by Carson Palmer in USC <laughs> in the Orange Bowl. So you know what, whatever. Did Carson Palmer end up playing in the NFL? Uh, he did. For was he pretty good. For he was, he was not bad. Um, Nineteen ten, we have four national champions: <laughs> Auburn, okay. Harvard, Michigan. Pittsburgh. Harvard claimed a national title. Uh, listen, Harvard was a juggernaut at this point. Oh, were they? Yeah. They were just claiming national titles because they were smart? No, because they went like 9-0-1 every year because only like 12 teams played college football. Uh, Michigan, 3-0-3 claimed a national title that oh, year. Nice. Uh, they had three ties. Yeah, 3-0-3. They went uh, uh, 1911, also four national uh, Give me a champions. team that had a losing record that claimed a national Ooh, championship. I'll see what I can. You you keep talking for a minute. I know there was. <laughs> I know you wanted to talk about uh, some of the Nebraska player retention because we're going to talk about transfer portal mm-hmm. quarterbacks in a little bit. But mm-hmm. you were texting me last night about about the 
so far the yeah. retention of and I think some guys will end up entering the portal, but that was something that you were kind of interested in. Well no in. one has right. Right. Now. But and, I think at some point we'll and have you know, some. Rule, like, he put his money down. He mm-hmm. said, I bet most guys would want to stay here yeah, and, and play for Nebraska. And that is just credit to the culture mm-hmm. and to the standard because there is, there is no one out there that is a part of a losing team. And, I, you know, five and seven isn't the worst of the losing teams. Sure. But in a season that uh, Nebraska did not hit the expectation that was kind of like reworked midseason, there are a lot of players that would be like, I'm fed up. Like, how how did we not pull this off? Like, some of it had to do with coaching. Some of it had to do with turnover. Some of it had to do with game management, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you can attribute that that failure to something. But the fact that Everybody has remained on this Nebraska roster is just credit to uh, the hold that this coaching staff has on them. Um, and, and that's not saying, like, hey, like, I control, like, what you're about to do. What I mean by that is, no, this is a family that you don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. This, this is an environment that you know will succeed if you stay long enough to be a part of it and you don't make a, a rash decision to just leave to leave because <laughs> you're like, hey, I, I can win somewhere else because that's not guaranteed. But what you did see at Nebraska was progress. Mm-hmm. And if progress goes from, hey, new head coach to a five-win season to an, a, a full off season again where, you know, the staff and the players can do, you know, some, some self-reflecting, um, some self-evaluation on how to get better in certain moments in the game. Like, this team was, what, four minutes away from being a 7-8 win team? Like, four minutes of yeah. game away from being yeah. an 8-win team? I think that's fair. Like, there, there is there's so much to take away from this season on the positive side, which is why these guys want to stay. And, and they want to stay and play for somebody that cares for them. Yeah, I think that's the big key right there. And, and that is coach rule in this staff Mm -hmm. like they care for this team now it starts at the top because you you still have these coaches speaking like coach rule but when you have some look I I'm going to use a religious scenario here but when you have somebody that is like Jesus right and then you have his (laughs) apostles right that are spreading the same message that Jesus wants you to spread like that's coach rule and his apostles are everybody on the staff, and then the disciples are, is, is the team, right? And, yes, everybody's buying into that one person's message, but it doesn't matter who spreads it. Right. Because you're still going to listen because you know it came from the, the ultimate caregiver. Sure. And that's Coach Rule in this, in this scenario. It, it shocks me that nobody has entered the portal yet. Like, I, I will consider that a surprise because you'll get that eventually. Yeah, you'll get a, a handful. Be, yeah. At some point, you're going to bring people in, yeah. and then people are going to be like, oh, he's after my job. I'm going to go somewhere else that I know I can play. You know, th- that'll happen. But and that's up, natural. Uh, up until yeah. this point, yeah. when, when you have been hit with so much failure late in the season where it's just easy to kind of give up and go, and the fact that they've been able to, to stay and, and be retained mm-hmm. – it's just a credit to the staff, and it's a credit to the player making that decision on his own right now. Well, I think there's a couple things that you're seeing there. I think you touched on uh, on several of them. So, number one, it is about the culture, right? The culture of 
caring for each other, about being selfless, about being open and honest and transparent. If you know what you're getting into in a situation, you're much more likely to stay if you decide to be there in the first place, right? So I think that's something that you saw, I think, way more attrition on the front end than you will on the back end. Because I think I don't think these players probably got anything from Coach Rule and staff that they weren't expecting to get. And that helps a ton in retention. The second thing is I think there's this – I think there's this idea that, hey, if, if you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to get an opportunity. I think a lot of coaching staffs kind of – and we saw it with, with Frost and, and staff. is They'll kind of pigeonhole guys into, ah, that's not a guy that can play for us. Or, this, you know, like Makai Bayer is a great example, right? Didn't think he was going to play for Nebraska ever. Wasn't even sure if he could play at this level. All of a sudden, staff change. He goes from total afterthought to – major contributor on defense, right? When guys see that and they see, hey, we are going to get a fair shot, because that's all most guys want, especially if they're the kind of guy that would have stuck around in the first place. Most guys just want a fair shot. And if they feel like they got a fair shot and they still are not the starter, most guys can live with that. It's, uh, it's when they don't feel like they got a shot in the first place that you see guys leave and you see them uh, move on to different opportunities and different uh, different uh, schools and things like that. You, I don't think you're going to get a ton of that with Nebraska. What you'll get is eventually as the talent upgrades, you'll get guys that say, hey, I would just like more of an opportunity to play somewhere else. I, I get that I'm not probably going to crack this rotation here or whatever, and Coach Rule will help those guys find homes because he said he'll do that. Mm-hmm. If, if this isn't the right place for you, then we'll help find the right place for you because you don't want – it's like when you're in a relationship with somebody, right? Like, you don't want to be in a relationship with somebody that doesn't want to be in a relationship with you, right? That's not good for anybody. Even if you can convince them to stay, like, long-term, that's not going to work, right? And so you want guys that want to be there, and when guys want to be there, they understand what they're getting into because Coach Rule and his staff are pretty honest and pretty upfront about, hey, this is what you're going to get here. And if that's not for you, it's okay no hard feelings, but we should probably find a place that is for you. And so I do think you'll see some that's just the nature of it. Like I, I, I expect Jeff Sims to graduate and move on, right? Because I don't see any world in which he's the starting quarterback at Nebraska next year. I don't see a world where he's the starting quarterback at another university. Maybe not power five. I bet he could drop down. It, yes, he Okay, well. Like a, a group of five, I bet he could where, drop down. Why I say that is mm-hmm. it's, it's not a guaranteed job. No. He did him no favors this year by giving him a guaranteed job at the next, at the next stop. And if he chooses to play, even if yeah. it is D2 or FCS or whatever it is, yeah. like he'll have competition for that role. I bet he could walk into an FCS job and, get the, and, and be guaranteed the job, basically. I don't know if he could do that anywhere in the FBS. I'm, I really don't, after what he's shown this year. There's probably some group of five schools that would give him that opportunity, but probably not very many places he actually wants to play, if we're being real. Um, so that's going to be really interesting to see what he does, but I expect him to move on. I expect them to bring in I – I think it's going to be two transfer quarterbacks. I think they're going to bring in a guy they think they can be their starter, and I think they're going to bring in a younger guy they think they can develop. Um, not that I've heard anything, but an example of a younger guy would be like a Zane Flores, a guy that's only been in college one year, that hasn't played yet, a guy that probably wants to be here, you know, theoretically, he's from the area, understands the place. Um, and I, I'm not, I don't know anything about that. I know people get like real excited about Zane Flores. I've 
That's just an example of a guy that would make sense in the developmental role. Uh, some guys that would make sense in some of those other roles, I know we're going to talk about here in a little bit because there's are, they're starting to get some names trickling out into the transfer portal, and there's some. A lot of quarterbacks out there. A lot of quarterbacks. There's always a lot of quarterbacks, right? But I think here's one thing that, that I think we're going to look for, more than starting experience, more than uh, the ability, like their physical abilities, more than any of this, and, and we'll get into quarterbacks here in the next segment, is I think the thing they're going to be looking for most is all of that intangible, emotional, uh, and mental stuff that is so important to this staff. I think they can deal with just about everything else as long as they're not hyper turnover prone. Because <laughs> that is that's where I was that's, going. That's as the long as big, they don't turn the football that's over. That's the a big ton, if. That, but if they everything else can come with it. But if they're if they're bought in on all the on the all the off the field stuff, those are the guys that I think they're gonna go after the most. Uh, by the way, 1921, six national champions, including your Iowa Hawkeyes. Fake national title, Iowa, doesn't count. They, did they have a losing, a losing they, they did not, but they, they share that title with Darn Lafayette, it. Vanderbilt, Cornell, California, and Washington and Jefferson. That's not a real school. <laughs> <laughs> 